Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our head-to-head debate for season three, Simply the Best. This season in our South Corner, we have Stephanie's pick, episode 37, General Store, duking it out against Katie's pick, episode 313, Grad Night. Whose episode will reign supreme? Your votes determine the winner, so let the battle begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the season three finale of Shitless Head-to-Head Debate. Katie, got your boxing gloves on? I got them. Pow, pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Yes. Um, I am ready. We are officially tied at this point. We've done two season debates. You won the first one with a clean sweep. I I won season two with a clean sweep. So... This will be we'll a tiebreaker see. season. It is for a bit us. of a tiebreaker. We'll see what happens. Um, just to kind of remind folks how this episode is going to work, we have five categories we're going to be deba- debating tonight. Uh, we'll each get about five minutes to give our our case to you, the jury. Ultimately, you will pitch. be the the ones voting. Um, so we're going to debate these five categories, which we'll listen in just a second, and then um, over the course of next week, starting. Um, Monday, it will be Monday the 12th through Friday the 16th of September. We'll post every day one of those five categories for you to vote on who gave the mm-hmm. best pitch or whose episode you think was the strongest in that category, preferably. And your votes. Yes, your votes your, will decide who wins. Simply will the decide best. who is the winner of season three, Simply the Best. And as a reminder, my episode was season three, episode seven, The General Store. <laughs> and this is where uh, David decides to uh, maybe start his own business. We've got some good cinnamon bun action. Uh, oh. Alexis goes back to school. <laughs> Again with the cinnamon buns. <laughs> you know what I noticed? I was going back just kind of revisiting previous Simply the Best debates and stuff. We've had a lot of food-centric episodes so far in these top episodes. Like even this season, I have the cinnamon buns, but you have the Alex and Davis cake. Last yeah. season, I had Bob's bagels. Mm. Or no, you had Bob's bagels and I had the Elmdale in dinner. So like, I think we're just driven nice. and motivated we're by foodies. <laughs> we're just foodies. Speaking of cinnamon buns, did you see my cinnamon bun yeah, picture? Yeah, that looked Holy intense. Shit. This is why I was late on Sunday posting the episode. <laughs> Last week. Sorry. Well, that's not only why, but it was a huge factor. Yeah. It was a one pound cinnamon bun um, at Bobcat Bonnie's, which is a new restaurant in Grand Rapids. There's a few Bobcat Bonnie's. But Grand Rapids just opened maybe within the last few months. And I went it to brunch looked, there. Was it amazing? And we all, it was really good. And we all wanted that cinnamon bun. So it was actually a nice appetizer to split between the three of okay. us. But I don't know if you saw this. I posted that on our story and tagged Bobcat Bonnie's. And then they reshared my post. So we were featured on their page. Oh, nice. And that is where the trivia is when I get, when I'm, that I'm going to Stephanie. There's a trivia oh. night, a Schitt's Creek trivia night coming to Grand Rapids <gasps> at Bobcat Bonnie's. <laughs> Not till like You're November. You're be 2nd. like a celebrity there. By the time we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I don't win, I'm not gonna tell anybody about it. <laughs> I just don't, wish you were here and it wasn't on a weeknight. I yeah, know. I'm I really wish bummed. it wasn't a weeknight. Could we just FaceTime me in and I'll help? We would be the dream team. <laughs> but <would>. anyway, okay. <laughs> you were describing your episode. Yeah. There's. Were you done? Yeah, I'm done. There's food. We got sidetracked by food yet again. Yeah. And Katie, your episode's pretty fresh in our minds, but give us a quick yes. Recap. Just last week, uh, season three, episode thirteen, grad night, best show, best episode of the whole series. Best. In <laughs> I'm show. just gonna declare it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
obviously everything that happens, Johnny sells out the motel. Alexis graduates from high school. Moira surprises her with a little surprise performance. And of course, David and Patrick share their first date and their first kiss. So Mm -hmm. all that jazz happens. So much jazz. Um, Before we start, just a couple of quick newsy things. Okay. Uh, First of all, RIP Queen Elizabeth passed away today on the she day we're recording. Today. Mm-hmm. Nine eight twenty two. So yeah, ninety six. Rest years in old. peace to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was on the throne for seventy some years. Seventy. Um, she just had her seventieth jubilee. Seventy this exactly year. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Longest reigning so monarch in just a British little newsworthy history. in case somebody's listening to this yeah. like fifteen years down the road and we're still mm-hmm. famous. That's yeah. this is when we're recording. Mm-hmm. But Shits Creek related, I got just a few more details about that big brunch show I was telling you oh, yeah. about Dan Levy's new show. So I read just a quick little article in Out Magazine today that the big brunch is going to debut in November. And they just released some first look teaser images only. I don't think there's any video. But here's a little description because I didn't have a lot of information when we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. The Big Brunch, I'm I'm reading verbatim here. Okay. The Big Brunch celebrates inspiring and undiscovered culinary voices from every corner of the country. This eight-episode cooking competition series gives 10 talented chefs the opportunity to share their stories and business dreams while vying for a life-altering $300,000 cash prize. So that's a little synopsis. And Dan Levy is a co-creator and a host on that show. So we'll look forward to that. Yeah. I also wanted to mention before we go on our little break between seasons, I just watched a movie starring one of our Schitt's Creek family members. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it's on Netflix. It's called Wedding Season. And it stars our very own Ray Butani. He plays. Oh, really? uh, He plays the father of. A young woman who it has to do with um, Indian wedding traditions and 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 kind of Indian matchmaking, uh, which Susha and I watch a I was... Netflix documentary called The Indian Matchmaker or Indian Matchmaking. Okay. Um, but this is a comedy, and yeah, Ray plays the father. And as soon as we saw, like we were scrolling through and they played the trailer, you know, if you like hover over it. Yeah, yeah. And they started playing a clip and I'm like, I know that voice. And I look over and like, it's Ray. <laughs> you knew his I voice mean, first. He's not playing Ray. The actor who plays Ray is. So how was the movie? It was cute. We enjoyed it. Uh, you yeah, seem she- feel like it's like a glimpse into your future stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, no. Like, okay. but uh, no, it was, it was cute. It was like a good rom-com too that we okay. both liked. So. All right. Uh, yeah, if anyone's looking for some well, that's Creek fun. family movies, that was a good one. All so right. these uh, let's, let's dive in. Let me give you guys a quick refresher on the categories, yes, categories. too. So we're going to go one by one, take turns. We're going to be civil here, folks. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to beat the shit out of Stephanie. <laughs> I'm literally 400 miles away from her, so I've got a good safe buffer. Um, first category is Roses in Bloom. This is where we'll look specifically at character development for the Rose family members, a select few or all of them, but it has to be one of the four. Uh, Category two is Say That Again, looking at iconic one-liners from the episode. Then we have number three is Local Flavor. So things that would only happen in a small town like Schitt's Creek. This could also include some of our favorite towny moments as well. Mm -hmm. Then we have four, which is aesthetic. And this can be uh, wings. Wigs, costumes, <laughs> uh, flair, props, any other like aesthetical elements, you know, uh, we've got lots of those we can uh, break mm-hmm. down, I think, this season. And then our last category and maybe the, the most special is all the feels. So looking at 
heartwarming moments, funny, shocking, just any emotional mo- moments from that uh, episode. That will be our final category. Very good. When I was yes. picking sound bites um, for, you know, we do a little mm-hmm. sound bite to introduce yeah. each category. It, it, we had a lot of, there was a lot of good options from this season. And then I was thinking ahead to next season because we were already saying how there are so many good episodes to choose mm-hmm. from next season. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, gonna, already I'm gonna have ahead. to do like two or three sound bites for a category next yeah. year, next season, <laughs> next just, semester. It's just getting better and better, you guys. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, Katie, would you like to kick us off with the first category, roses and bloom? I would love to, Stephanie. You okay. can put me on a timer, or we will. I won't need a timer. We're good. I'll just keep We're an good. eye on myself yeah. here. I was thinking to save space, we could cut our faces out and make four smaller individual portraits. We could. Here's another thought. We bid it farewell. Are you kidding? Doesn't fit, John. And I don't just mean literally. We aren't those people anymore. So for Roses in Bloom, I have a little something, something for every member of the Rose family. Okay. Some more significant than the other, Stephanie. Um, we're going to start with Johnny, of course. He really takes ownership of the motel in this episode. I mean, he has been taking ownership this entire season, but he has this really prideful moment when he books the hotel. He wants to give Stevie a high five. He He's really enjoying being part of this two-man team and just really proud of himself. And then in the end of the episode, the whole family is proud for him. They all celebrate with the cake because Moira wants to be sure to get in this little shout out. Because we're all jolly good people. (laughs) Yes, we're all jolly good. Let's not forget your father sold out the Mattel for the very first time ever. Why do I call it the Mattel when I'm when I'm like rambling through a statement? The Motel. It's a motel. But so that's Johnny. Uh, he's growing a little bit in this business business position and business relationship with Stevie. And I thought that was a very important part of his story this week. Uh, next, we... Hmm, who do I want to go to next? I want to say the best for last, but they're all very significant. <laughs> next, of course, Alexis graduates high school. In your episode, Stephanie, she, of course, starts high school. We bookend her high school. Yes, we do. We start and end that little uh, narrative there. And Mm -hmm. she is, of course, one, just, you know, kind of trying to play it down, but also very proud at the same time. She doesn't want anyone to come to her graduation. And then at the very last minute, she realizes, okay, maybe this is a big deal. Maybe I should be uh, celebrating this and making more of a a point to acknowledge the acknowledge this accomplishment. Yes. And so this is just a big moment for her. The other part to Alexis's story is her kind of growing up in her job with Ted and her position where she says, Hey, I think I'm taking someone's desks desk here. And Ted says, that's surprisingly generous of you. And we all probably thought the same thing that Ted said, you know, it would be really easy for her to freeload off this boyfriend's ex-boyfriend's job that he just kind of gave her and fell on her lap. But I think now that she's graduating high school, she's getting a little more ambitious and realizing that maybe there's something out there she could be excited about, like, Mm -hmm. and want to go to work rather than come there and force herself to touch animals a lot and laugh at Ted's punny jokes. So Mm -hmm. A lot of growth for Alexis there. And then, of course, 
kind of settling onto that storyline is Moira. Moira being a mom moment is my favorite thing about this show. When she realizes she wants to be there for Alexis's graduation. (laughs) She didn't know she wanted to be there until she saw her in her cap and gown. She had that real moment of, okay, maybe I should be there. She not only came herself, but talked all of her jazz friends to skip out on an important concert to be there for Alexis. So I think big, big moment for her as a mother and as a friend, she's obviously making friends in this town that are willing to do stuff for her and her family. So that's my Moira roses and bloom moment. And then finally, of course, David and Patrick, just David, especially we talked about this last week. David made the move to go in for the kiss at the end of that episode. At the beginning of this episode, he didn't even know he was on a date with Patrick, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and he made the bold move after his, what we know to be this longtime dating history of him getting hurt and just winding up in shitty situations it could have been really easy for him to just still be in denial, ask Stevie to stay for that date, do the comfortable thing. And he didn't, he, um, well, Stevie kind of did that for him. She left cause she knew like this was an important thing for him. But then at the end he made the move. He was the one that went in for the kiss. And so this relationship is just blossoming. I think it's not in full bloom yet, but this is definitely a roses in bloom moment for me. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit for all of the Rose family in that category. And I don't know how long that took, but that is my, <laughs> that is my spiel for this category. All Stephanie. right. Bravo. Very good. <laughs> On to uh, your episode, roses in bloom stuff. What do you got? All right, so let's back up mid-season, roll back our brains to when the uh, general store is up for uh, sale or up for lease. Was it their closeout sale, right? It was the closeout sale. Yeah, they were going out of business. Uh, I am going to focus on just Alexis and David for this first category Mm -hmm. because I think while all the characters have great moments, in terms of bloom and character growth, I think really it's about the kids in this episode. Okay. So I'm going to start with Alexis, who is returning to high school in a very bold, vulnerable, and I think also like honorable move. You know, um, I think the saying is true for a lot of people psychologically. It's a lot harder to go back to school the older you get and even financially, too. Like, of course, your life becomes more and more complicated. It's hard to make that time and commitment. And so I totally get why that can be super daunting. Um, But she now has this um, motivation. Really, it stemmed from when she realized she couldn't take those classes uh, that Ted was suggesting she take and had to confess that she didn't have her high school diploma. So here she is uh, taking this leap, going back to school so she can get that GED and then presumably move on to greater things, whether it's college or what we will see. But like this is a great and smart move on her part to and do all her idea and all her idea too. Absolutely. Um, so I think that is a very grown up and mature thing for Alexis to do on its own. But then we get to the actual experience that she has as a new student in high school with other high schoolers who um, don't maybe respond to her the way that she's used to people <laughs> responding to her. And that's sort of a wake up call for her too, that, We've seen a couple, but I think this is the most intense sort of wake up call that we've gotten uh, for Alexis specifically with like how she acts in public or how she 
kind of is that like central thinking sort of just expects people to perceive her. She's got main character syndrome, you know, and so um and she totally like that main character. She totally good. does on this first day of school. She's interrupting the class right from the get-go. Wants uh, a full bio of everyone. <laughs> wants a full bio of everyone, you know, interrupts with all these tangents that again are kind of self-centering back to her. And it's no surprise to any of the viewers that she's getting the reaction from her classmates that she is. Like if you were in class and someone was talking about themselves that much or or you know, straying from the topic it would be super annoying. Um, But I think it's also a good thing that we see at the end of the episode with Alexis that she does confront the two girls who are passing notes. And you can see Alexis's face when she realizes, I think I'm the butt of a joke. I don't think they're talking about me in the way that I'm used to them talking Mm -hmm. about me. And how do I feel about this? Because it's uncomfortable and it's not what she's used to. But again, in a more mature move, even if it's kind of a little, again, self-centered about like, I'm actually very approachable, you know, the way she goes up to these girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she gets good advice from Jocelyn too about, you know, let's focus less on ourselves and more on the work. And then she ends up making friends at the end of the day too and is genuinely like excited about that. Even though we know a couple of weeks later, she admits to taking a pity selfie with somebody <laughs> like in that moment. <laughs> Getting lights she's from that. Super, she's super, <laughs> it's not one of those girls, to be fair. She's, um, I mean, she's not going to make a complete 180 on her first day. No, <laughs> but she is realizing, I think, like she needs to change her attitude a little bit. She needs mm-hmm. to focus on the right things and not the petty things, which I think are maybe her when she thinks about when she was in school, those were kind of her go-to right. things and even more recently. So a lot of maturing from Alexis, a lot of growing up, love to see it. Uh, so that's my pitch for Alexis. <laughs> and then we have David who with Stevie's encouragement as they're perusing the going out of business sale at the general store, uh, he decides to apply for this vacant lease uh, with the intention of starting his own business completely on his own. So that in itself is a big move on his part because you know, kind of like with Moira and town council, it shows some willingness to put down roots. Like if you're going to start mm-hmm. a business in this town, that's kind of a big deal. You're, you're going to be here a while for at least a year. Yeah. Um, it now officially makes him the only Rose family member who like has a lease because <laughs> technically they're just staying at the <laughs> True. hotel. They're just freeloading there. Yeah. The um, so a big move on his part. And I think the biggest sort of conversation comes from, that tough realization that Moira has to sort of give him, which is, Hey, when you thought you were successful in New York and you had all those galleries, it was actually your father and I sort of as your background support without you knowing. Mm. And I thought about focusing on Moira for this category, but I think it's really more about David and that realization of this is really going to be the first time I do something on my own. And he could have taken the route of gosh, I feel like a failure. I've never done anything. Just I'm bailed not out. Do this. I'm going to bail. But instead, he sees it as an opportunity to prove to himself and probably others, namely his parents, but also just himself, that he can do this and he can do this on mm-hmm. his own without donors, without support. And the other thing, too, when you said that about Moira having that conversation and it being more about David, it's like I think people in that position, there are a lot of privileged kids that I'm sure in similar positions and they don't realize how much help they're actually yeah. getting. Mm-hmm. They never have to be in a position that David's in. Yeah. You know, because so they now, don't ever lose everything. So and, now he really knows. And same for Alexis, like he and his sister are kind of having these exper- these growing up realization experiences at mm-hmm. a later age because of either how they were coddled or in Alexis's case, she was on a yacht somewhere 
that she wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> so they're Kidnapped, just having they're whatever. just having to complete these parts of growing up that they have yet to complete. So right. I think that's really important. Good. Um, so yeah, that's my my pitch was, for roses in long. Blue. I should have started a timer on that one. <laughs> I, I realized I was like, this is definitely longer than five. Minutes. Okay, there was a lot to talk about. There was a lot to talk about. So the next category is say that again. You look like a contestant on The Price is Right. Well, it worked because The Price was right. You look like a contestant on The Price is Right. (laughs) Speaking of one-liners, Price is Right has a couple of good one-liners. Come on down. Come on down. And spin that wheel. Help help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered. neutered. Yeah. It's never the same when Drew Carey says it, though. No, I don't like Drew Carey on The Price is Right. So thank you, David, for leading mm-hmm. us, David and Johnny, for leading yeah. us into this category. And Stephanie, yes. you will go first in this one-liner category. Say that again. All right. I actually have quite a list of one-liners compared to previous years. <laughs> oh, where good. It's just been like I know. A few. This has been, yeah, like, this has been a notoriously short I think, category. For I these. think, yeah, the deeper we get into the show, the more and better quality one-liners we have. So I'm just going to kind of run through them quickly. Okay. Um, My first line comes at the beginning of the episode, dropping Alexis off at school. This is an iconic moment in all of our lives, and I think we should experience it to the fullest. And I think you're brave. (laughs) You're going to say, I love it. I think you're brave. (laughs) Which is funny that it came back later with the Sebastian Rain episode, too. Yeah. Sebastian was saying that to David. Mm -hmm. But I just love David's whole tone where he's being so, like, ironic and mocking her, but Poor Johnny doesn't pick up on any of this. Of course, Johnny doesn't know it. Well, that's a very nice thing to say, he (laughs) says. (laughs) So, yeah, those are two of my favorite lines from the opener. And then we get into some great, great Ivan content, which also, Katie, quick note about Ivan. Uh, He's in your episode from last season's Simply the Best, Bob's Bagels. And he's in my episode of Simply the Best from this season with the general store. So he's a little uh, There's something about Ivan. connection there. Uh, brings, he has, brings the flair. He has so much flair. He has some great one-liners too. He says, American style toaster popping tart, which is now and forever <laughs> what I will call those things. Yes. Uh, he also lists off all of the pastries he can make. He's got the blueberry bun, the butter tart, the blueberry butter tart with icing, the blueberry butter tart with chips of chocolate, which is another thing that I feel like I can adapt into chips my vocabulary. The chips of chocolate. And then when he's nervous about talking to Twyla, it's like many, many muffin in my mouth. Another just I feel I will always be used in many ways. (laughs) Many, many muffin in my mouth. And then uh, it was our title of the episode when he tries to make a joke about what does the dog say before breakfast? Bana patat. Bana patat. Bana patat. Susha and I now say that when we go out to eat if we're Ah, that's cute. And then I also love Stevie has a line when David is having this uh harsh breakdown about Moira telling him that, hey, mm. we we funded your career. And Stevie says, well, they do give me a weekly stipend to hang out with you <laughs> in a great yeah. icebreaker move. And her little dry <laughs> sarcasm. Yeah. And then I love when Moira comes into the lobby uh, to console David and kind of tell him, hey, we changed our mind if you want this lease. And he's like, what? Are you here to tell me your friends at Christmas World are looking for a deeply bitter, mildly Hebraic looking elf? <laughs> <laughs> That's just such a witty. That was very good writing. Very yeah, clever. line. Um, mildly Hebraic. <laughs> mildly Hebraic. 
I also love, I told you this list was long. I also love when Roddy says when they get the bribe tree from Christmas World delivered to the town council and it's this tacky, you know, tinsel looking Silver tinsel tree. She's like, the only people who buy silver trees are serial killers and single men over 40 and my cousin who is a single man over 40. <laughs> Could also be a serial killer. You know, I have a single or a silver little tinsel tree that Ooh. I bought just to put up at work. Okay. For, well, you're not over 40. On. Oh, I'm not <laughs> yet. Are you a serial killer? I'm close, but I am. You never know what kind you of secret know. life I live. <laughs> and my last one, of course, the iconic, there are cinnamon buns in the lobby. I mean, yes. come on. So yeah. Everyone loves a cinnamon bun. Everyone, especially us. But yes, everyone. So that is my list. My long list okay. of great one-liners. That's a good list. Um, I don't have nearly as many. Okay. But I did not struggle as much as I had the past two seasons. Yeah. I think you're right. As the writing, as we get further in, the writing gets a little more wittier, clever and, every mm-hmm. season and, and kind of quirky too. I have a few though. Um, the first comes from Moira when she's talking to Jocelyn about how she doesn't have to go to graduation because Alexis practically beg them not to come the waggish little nymph that she is (laughs) i love the waggish little nymph line um it reminds me of a line that comes up later that she says something about don't start without me little frippet i think that's next season that comes (laughs) up um this is also not in this episode but when she says things like that this waggish little nymph for whatever it also reminded me of that fussy little fucker (laughs) which was not in this episode so don't use that it's not fair (laughs) but just the way she has her like descriptive titles Mm -hmm. for people yes so that was one uh next was alexis reading through the resumes at the vets clinic and of course one of my favorite things poor thing went to cat camp and I just love that because I want to yeah. go to cat camp yeah, as we discussed. We're like, you think that's a bad thing? Sign us up. Yes. David's uh, notorious line about what he's doing on his birthday is another one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. When Patrick asked him what he's doing, uh, I plan on popping a pill, crying a bit and falling asleep early. So just another regular weeknight or another regular Wednesday, maybe he says or something like that. One of my faves. And finally, not I guess it is a line, but it's more of a visual. The one that really seals the deal on this episode. Happy day, Alex and Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those kid. are my four. Not as not quite the extensive list, but, but definitely quality, easier to find a few. Quality mm-hmm. options there. Yes, yes. And like you said, this has notoriously been a short. Yeah. Like a, harder to find, which I was surprised when we were making these categories. I thought, oh, there's tons of one-liners. And there really is. But I think it's kind of a good observation. The deeper we get into the show, the more inside jokes we also have, too. And the more we mm-hmm. get to know the characters. So, But also, too, to pick them out from just one episode. Whereas, yeah. overall, there's a ton. I mean, there's yeah. 12 more episodes. And I just said, fussy little fucker, which is another great one-liner from another episode. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's really spread out. Mm-hmm. Well, well so, done, Katie. Stephanie, what is our next category? We're next going to uh, shuffle over to some local flavor. Uh, again, these are our towny moments or just things that connect to a small town life. I don't think you understand how rare it is for somebody to have something named for them in this town. I mean, yeah, the whole town is named after me. And, and Bob over here, he's got his bench. Bob's bench. And, and Ronnie's got her rec center. It's an outdoor tennis court. And last year, the net was stolen. <laughs> a lot of... 
a lot of local youth philandering at these locations. Also, you can tell Rani is not super enthusiastic about her uh, her namesake. Yep. So uh, yeah, Katie, you're gonna you're gonna start us. I'll with start this us one? off on local flavor. Okay. Uh, this one was a little more challenging for me. Uh, this episode for some reason, but just a couple of quick small things that I think are very local. First of all, the Little Town Big Voices Festival gets another shout out. Mm-hmm. We've heard that before when Moira was trying out or found out about the Jazz Gals. She was shocked to know that these girls perform in this. And lo and behold, the Little Town Big Voices Festival comes back. And we've heard that name before and we heard it again. So that was kind of fun. Uh, I, I'm not really sure if this qualifies for her local flavor, but this is where I put this little tidbit in this category. But Roland and his kinky graduation tradition with Jocelyn, I think it's kind of local flavor because they come yeah. back to the local motel uh, every year at grad night and they mm-hmm. role play. And this is also not the first little tidbit of history that we know they have with the motel because when Roland was, was camping out next door, honeymoon. yeah, we the found out night. a little more about their history. So that is another little local flavor um, tidbit in this episode that I wanted to talk about. And then finally, I love in this episode how throughout the whole day and date, David and Patrick really play up the cafe because we all know that it's it's where it's literally the only place to eat in town. It's where everyone goes three times a day, probably. <laughs> At least the Rose family does. Mm-hmm. And I love how they play it up when, you know, Patrick suggests the date. Have you tried the cafe? I heard they have moderately edible food. And then when they sit down, he said, talks about how oh, I figured they'd have a dress code. And thank goodness I made a reservation. And David talking about the menu. They've really edited their menu down to a world-class selection. And dare we try the deep fried mozzarella sticks? And he says, Ooh, they do a lovely wine pairing with this. So this is just a really fun little twist on the cafe, which we've seen a ton before, but now it's just kind of fancy jokes too about. Yes. And you actually made a really good point too. um, How the last week, how the cafe, we've never seen it like this before. Usually it's lunchtime. It's bustling. It's bright. It's busy. But it also now it's going to become a romantic place, too. So it's just kind of fun how they make how they with their lines, they make Mm -hmm. it into this fancier place. So for sure, that's all the local flavor that I have. Stephanie, I like that. Uh, I I just want to know. I like that you did call attention to the shits going back again and again to the motel and them going out to the cafe. It's very similar to just the idea of. That's where you go because that's where you go because these are the places. These are the places in this town. Yeah. Celebrate. There's no mixing it up. It's this is where you go because this is the place that does that. Or if you want to, if you want a night away from home, I mean, I suppose you could go to Elmdale, but this is closer and more convenient. Exactly. So it has that heart shaped bed. (laughs) I know. And those satin (laughs) sheets, you're going to slide right off. (laughs) Uh, So, no, I think those are, are good observations. All right, my local flavor for the general store episode. Uh, I'm going to start with the high school. We get to meet Alexis's new classmates. We get mm-hmm. a, a good view of uh, um, Jocelyn's classroom, which we haven't seen in quite a while. I think there's something very like, as a viewer in our 30s, 
that classroom looks like a classroom that I was in when I mm-hmm. was that age and maybe even older. I don't think it looks, I don't think it looks anything like classrooms these days. Nowadays, everything <laughs> is digital. There's no chalkboards for sure. There's not even really whiteboards anymore. And so the fact that she's writing out the lesson in chalk, scratching on the, you know, chalkboard like ooh, nails, it's just like, that is such a small town thing. Like clearly mm-hmm. the school district does not get the funding it deserves. And this yes. is what they're left with. <laughs> Um, it is really. And also we get to meet uh, kind of some of the, the other students. We get a, we get to take in some of these high schoolers who we really don't see a lot of them around town ever. So I was like just going to say there's no youth. Like there's no youth in this there's show this whatsoever. No one under 20. <laughs> townies that we've never really seen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, except that one kid that David tried to mentor. Right. Didn't go well. So yeah, I like that we get to see a little bit of the high school. And then my main townie that I want to focus in on is our dear old Ivan, who, again, I said we focused in on him last year for Simply the Best, and he's back again for my episode this time. Does he come uh, back after this? Sadly, no. I checked his this IMDb. Is it, right? He is only credited in these two episodes, so I okay. would love to see him in the background. Maybe we will, but he's not credited beyond yeah. this last episode. Um, but I just love Ivan's storyline for such a, a, a townie that we may never see again <laughs> quite the story with him. He's so dynamic with the tw- the crush on Twyla to his new muffin business and his rant about his family's baking history and all these things they used to make. Um, and then the whole, the whole list of one-liners I just mentioned about t- American style. Yeah. He had all the one-liners in your list. Blueberry butter tarts, all the things. And, you know, I just love, I really love Ivan as a sort of a treat of a character, quite honestly, that um, I wish we could see again. And I think it's Mm. sort of refreshing. We don't see this a lot where there's like storylines that don't exactly center around the roses, especially Mm -hmm. for a character we might never see again. Right. I think it's really a focus point of this storyline. The fact that it's, you know, Johnny being there for the whole cinnamon bun is sort of the outskirts of that story. You it's know, the it's, side it's, story. It's kind of the side story to Ivan's main it's story. It's more he's got this crush on Twyla and he's willing to give Johnny muffins for free or bagels or whatever. <laughs> Cinnamon buns for free. Toaster, to- toaster popping tarts. Toaster popping tarts. Anything he wants if he can just help him get a date with Twyla, as he says. And we don't know if that ever happens, unfortunately. But I, I think it's just kind of a cute, uh, refreshing take on a local character who you know, could otherwise be easily overlooked. So mm-hmm. I like that we get to settle into a new character for a little bit in this episode. Uh, so yeah, that is my my taste Good. of local flavor for you. Well, excellent. I like that. I like that little Ivan flavor added into yeah. that episode stuff. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. All right. Um, our next category is aesthetic, all things kind of art direction, costumes, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, in the interests of us, potentially working together. I did want to uh, come clean about something. Okay. I, um, I actually picked out that frame. I, I see. Um, so thank you for making it very clear that I will be making the creative decisions for the store. Um, and I guess you can handle all the business. The very viable relationship, mm-hmm. David. David's making all the aesthetic choices. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did they notice by the time, strengths. by the time my episode comes around, he still, he hasn't changed out that frame. 
still in the frame that Patrick bought no, that business because I think uh, he sees it as a bit of a gesture at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Steffi, you're going to kick us off in this okay, category. Okay, for the aesthetic. Um, I'm going to first start with the general store, which is going out of business. And we really haven't seen this place in quite a while since I think they're making enchiladas. And so mm-hmm. you get a pretty good view of all this, like, mishmash of Hodgepodge. products. You know, it's one thing when a, a store is going out of business and everything's kind of consolidated. But I think the store kind of looked like this all the time, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just, like. <laughs> There's like baked beans next to mouthwash. They just added signs now. (laughs) Everything's the same, but they just added big yellow Yeah, all these going out of business sale signs. And Mm -hmm. we've talked back when we did this episode about these sort of small town stores, which this could technically be like a towny moment too, but um, or local flavor. But I think just aesthetically, they did a really good job of decorating this store in a way that honestly it will become unrecognizable as the apothecary. And I even made special note to focus on what looks familiar in this space. And I, and I realized the layout is like the bones are the same, but it's just so distracting because Mm -hmm. they've dressed that set so incredibly differently as the general store. I think I read somewhere, this could be wrong, but the general store slash Rose Apothecary, and I don't know if it was one of the general store, but Rose Apothecary for sure is the only building that's in that small town, Goodwin, Ontario, mm-hmm. that they actually shot inside. Too. Yeah. So I think they actually set designed the building itself, whereas a lot of these other ones are. Ours, I, I could be wrong. Stages. Yeah. I feel like Tiffany, listener Tiffany, could probably char- chime in are with we... the fact because she always knows random yeah. facts. But, <laughs> but that I think I read that somewhere. Because we see out the windows a lot and we see people coming right. in from this, the yes. town square. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um. So yeah, love the aesthetic of the general store going out of business, RIP. Um, I also <laughs> think just in terms of aesthetic, we get a glimpse of what this Christmas world would have in store if it did come to town through that tacky fake tree, that tinselly tree. Mm-hmm. And it yep. it does not look like an like if this is what they're giving the council to try to sway them, like if this is what they're saying, this, this is, is not a convincing vote. <laughs> this is not going to be a store that Ronnie is going to find any good ornaments at for sure. Um, so I like that we see a little bit of that tackiness and then, uh, a little bit of fashion as well. David's raging dog shirt that he's wearing when he goes after Moira (laughs) for sabotaging his plan on the lease. Like he just leads with the shirt really like that's what your eyes are drawn to. The shirt barges in first and then comes David. He is, he is on the attack. Why does you screw me over like this? And, uh, (laughs) Maybe a little less subtle than when Moyer was like, "Well, you fetch mommy a knife." You know, he's like going in into my heart. <laughs> he's going in full <laughs> force with this this yes. fashion choice. And then I think Alexis's first day of school look as well is very telling of like a little bit of nerves she has. You know, we feel like she's kind of regressed to how she probably dressed mm-hmm. as a teenager. She looks extra young in this episode. Um, in the beginning, at least in that first look, just something about how she's trying to channel. Okay almost like in costume of a high schooler is sort of how I saw her approaching that. Yep. And then the we last, both, you said that during your episode, she looks kind of just like younger. her hair is straightened and yes. just done a little bit differently. Um, and then the last bit of aesthetic is the cinnamon buns. So <sighs> sexy. Cause you can just <laughs> smell them. Cause you can just you can smell, them. smell them through the screen. And I can tell that the frosting is still warm. Just visually. I can tell people are going to think we're kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, you guys, but these, the aesthetic of the cinnamon buns, 
props to the prop master who who put those together because they are effective. I think the I think the um what do they call that? The olfactory value, like your sense of smell yes. in that lobby went up tenfold after those cinnamon buns came. Oh, for sure. Because it you probably know, smelled like stale cigarette smoke. Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice when we went and saw Waitress on Broadway, but the whole uh, time that that show was running, they had a, a gimmick sort of where they, they would bake pie and they would pump the, yeah, the pie in the lobby, the smell of the pie to draw people in. See, now that you say that, I didn't notice that there, but I feel like I definitely noticed when we saw that in London because Joe and I saw that when we were on his work tour. Okay. And I think I remember that fact. The smell of pies. Yeah. So now we have the smell of cinnamon buns attracting people into the motel. And you're right. It's probably covering up some. It's a very important, uh, like David said, he's a very important part of a brand. And yeah. And I'm sure that is covering up a lot of older smells that we don't want to <laughs> have to think about. So still good job on Johnny. like moldy carpet, right? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, those are my aesthetic elements. Okay. What you got, Very Katie? good. So all of my aesthetic uh, items in this episode are coming from costumes. I was going to do a little bit of set stuff, but most of this stuff was on sets that we've seen uh, lots before. I will say just briefly, I feel like we get a little more, a bigger look of the apothecary. Um, even though we saw it at the grand opening, I feel like we see it a little bit more because the store is more empty. It's less crowded. You can see how they have everything laid out. So that's just a very brief set design thing. All of my other major things come from costume choices. First from Alexis unbuttoning her, <laughs> ca- her gown and just slouching Creative it off liberties. her shoulder. She's yeah. got to like make her make her mark on this outfit. She can't just wear it like everybody else does. Um, She still looks super cute. She had a super cute dress on too, which little note to keep your eyes peeled. We do see this dress later. So you'll have to take a look. Um, So that's Alexis. Uh, Patrick matching the present that he bought David. Both of them are in like a navy blue coat and this navy bag with this light blue tissue and Patrick's light blue shirt. It's very cute. He's little twinsies with his present. That's a very Patrick thing, if you ask me. Uh, David, we didn't talk about this last week, but he wears two major sweaters in this episode. And in the first half of the episode, he's in a completely black sweater with just a heart on it. Um, that is less significant to me than the one he shows up at, in, to the date in, which is just a big black sweater with a big white lightning bolt on it. And mm-hmm. I think I'm sure that was intentional because it's just like the charge that gets things started. If you sparks know are I mean. going to fly. Yes, yes. sparks are going to fly. So that is David's costuming choice. I'm sure very intentional. And then finally, your favorite. I'm so jealous. Moira and her high gold shiny pants and her floofy sleeves and her pigtail wig. It's just such a cutest wig ever. It's just like a sweet demure kind of almost childish look, but I don't know how to like the heart of a child, like whimsical Mm -hmm. and just, I think it's just kind of perfect for the moment. I think it's perfect for the moment. And it's perfect for the song they're singing, which is like a, a more like a doo-wop kind of song, Mm -hmm. you know, it reminds me of like sixties Motown a little bit. And so I think the hair feels like a callback to that. Mm -hmm. It all just feels very like classic throwback. Yeah. And very endearing. Yeah. So just some good 
costuming in this episode Mm -hmm. uh for the most part that's my my aesthetic category you know katie Halloween is coming up and we dressed up mm, last year. That would be a good. <laughs> I have a Moira wig, wig that came on accident. I made, I wore that when I did my fold in the cheese making enchiladas montage. I bet I could style that into the little pigtails and I could do that look for Halloween if I really tried. You could. We are, we won't have a Halloween episode though. No, but just for myself. <laughs> do it. <laughs> if you do that and take pictures, <laughs> take pictures, please. Sure. <laughs> I'll be, we're going to be in, actually, do we come back? We'll be in Spain still. We come back the very next day from after Halloween. So, okay. No Moira costume for me this year. You could be Alexis on all of these like crazy. True. On all these adventures and journeys. I just need to get kidnapped. (laughs) I just need to get kidnapped by somebody. Please don't. (laughs) I don't trust you to talk your way out of a a thing. I don't think I have, I don't have the skills that Alexis has. (laughs) So. All All right. right. This is our last category. All the feels. You are not your aunt. From what I've heard, I wouldn't be friends with her and I'm friends with you. So that's one major difference. She made her decisions. and You are going to make yours and they are going to be different. And they are going to be great. They are going to be great. They are going to be great, Stevie. This is, it's sad to me that neither one of our episodes, well, mine has a little bit of David and Stevie, uh, but their friendship really blossomed this season. Think and about where it neither started. One of, neither one of our a, episodes has has a lot of that in they it. They were in a messy thruple at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're like really supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. And she especially is supportive of this new relationship. Yeah. So, um, um, go ahead, Katie. I'll let do you, I go first? Uh, yep. I'll let you I finish this last category. All right. All the feels. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even, I feel like I can just please direct you to the episode to (laughs) see all the feels. There are so many, this episode, I'll say. You're like Alexis highlighting the entire page. Like, yes, that's exactly what it is because I can't possibly pick one thing that just makes me, first of all, I think there's a lot of like just subtle laughs in this episode, but this episode is high on emotion in terms of warm and fuzzy family. Um, First and foremost, this is always the case, but Johnny is always so proud of his family and he always wants to celebrate everyone. And it's just so cute. First of all, it's, I already talked about this. It's cute how he's excited about the motel and he wants to celebrate with Stevie, but then it's just so cute how he wants to make sure everyone gets a little, a little something when they're about to blow out the candles. Like, let's not forget this. And let's not forget that. And everyone has something to celebrate. And he's always so proud of his family and Moira too, in this episode. I mean, she, I think she's always proud of her family, but she's not as keen on showing it like Johnny is. Mm -hmm. So I just think that whole ending scene when they're all celebrating together, is just super sweet. And that's a big, that's a, that's a big one right there. And that's to me, the minor one of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I think, yeah. And I think, um, Gosh, where do I want to go next? I have this problem with all of these categories. Moira surprising Alexis, hands down one of my favorite moments of the series. Yes. It's just when you hear the, I said this last week, when you hear the ooze before the curtain opens, you get, I get chills. Like I'm like, Mm -hmm. holy shit, Moira's back there. I knew it. I know it's coming. I know Mm -hmm. she's back there. Like before I ever even seen the show and you know, and then Alexis's big smile. She's so happy that her mom's there. First of all, she was already happy that Ted showed up and Ted's not even someone in her family, but then for her mom to surprise her, just so sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the the next thing I guess I'll talk about is regarding David and Stevie's friendship really makes me almost choke up the way that Stevie gives that little thumbs up signal when she's like bailing on the date because she knows it's a date. And I was thinking about this when I was rewatching just before this, she, she knew she was crashing a date as soon as she got there. And David still was like, no, no, it's not a date. It's not a date, whatever, whatever. He brought you a present. And then you remember the whole little interaction where She's like, open it, open it. I think she, she was like, we need to open this now to know if I need to get the hell out of here Mm -hmm. because she was not going to stick around and good on her because Patrick would have just let that slide and be like, oh, we can just all have dinner together. And then when she leaves and gives him that thumbs up and that face and just like, so cute on her. Mm -hmm. And then finally, David and Patrick. Patrick, especially I was thinking about this and someone brought this up a few weeks ago. I saw it in the Facebook groups and I was like, I have to remember this for my simply the best. And I'm glad I did. Cause I almost forgot all about it, but the range of emotions that Patrick must've felt this entire day. Cause you think like he, he, he hears it's David's birthday. He, he feels like, Oh my God, now's my chance. Like I, I can ask him to dinner. This is perfect. Right. And he plays it so casual too. Yes. Like, but you know he's got to be thinking like yeah. this is a good this is a good opportunity. He got right? a gift framed and wrapped in a matter of hours. In a like, few in a couple hours. He was right. hustling. So he's got this opportunity. He's obviously excited. He dresses up. He is probably nervous. David comes. He's still probably nervous. And then Stevie shows up and it's probably this just toweling off shattering, the in the bath. <laughs> this shattering disappointment. Do you know what I yeah. mean though? Like he probably went from cloud nine to rock bottom oh, at that shit. moment. I because read he thought, wrong. yeah, he thought um maybe he read the situation wrong. And also now he's not gonna have this chance. Maybe he didn't read the situation wrong. Maybe that's just David wanted his friends to come. I don't know. Goes and has his nervous diarrhea or whatever he does in the bathroom, <laughs> which I would have never thought of until you said it last week. <laughs> has to like collect himself, come back and just try and play it cool, which good on him for trying to do this. But also, like I said, thank God Stevie could read the cards, you know? Yes. Then they go through what presumably is a fun dinner. Who knows who paid or what happened there? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Patrick probably insisted on paying since it was David's birthday, right? Mm -hmm. Drives him home and is so nervous that he's almost going to bail out on this kiss. But he, you know, he wanted Mm -hmm. and he admits that he was, he couldn't do it after David kisses him. So I was just thinking about the complete roller coaster that Patrick had that day. And Mm -hmm. it's just an insane it's an insane trip for this poor guy. And (laughs) And Noah Reed beautifully, yeah. Noah Reed is such a good actor, like all this different range of emotions and frustrations and just, you know, subtleties Mm -hmm. in the way he acts. So, so good. Um, And then finally, the last like emotion really hit me was when you realize that he says, thank you. I've never done that before with a guy. And, you know, like whole, like, like I said, when I watched it the first time, I was like, holy shit, like didn't see that coming at all. And he's really just peeking his head out of the closet. And what a scary situation. Yeah. So. And this is the start of so much to come for Patrick. And now I have highlighted everything. <laughs> <in this episode. 
you read the whole script. There is not one. There is not one white mark on what's white section on my page. Everything yeah. is highlighted. So I, that yeah. is my. I don't know if I went over my five minutes. Oh, I did, can, but that's I okay. Could, I could gush on and on I about this my episode time. and all of, uh, all of you. But it is your turn. Let's hear it, Stephanie. I just want to give one more shout out to your episode. I oh. know it seems really dumb of me, but like honestly, with Patrick. Okay, we're I did see the same this, thing last season. <laughs> we're going to see this unpack more for him and just think about on a grander scale this character's journey. Like he showed up in this small town. Why? And what yeah. is he running for? You know, what is he coming from? What is he? His his journey is going to get so complex. And I everyone has a path and he's on this path. I can't now. wait to unpack and it more. It's yeah. yeah, it's so good. His is his has so many facets to it. that I'm super excited. We're only seeing the beginning. I feel like my. I'm either blushing from my episode being so good or the drinks I'm drinking or maybe both. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> so anyways, snaps to you, Katie, on a well-argued episode. Snaps. All right. My feels. Here we go. Stephanie, <laughs> <laughs> no. Wah, wah. No, I've got some good feels too in a different kind of way. Ew. All right. Bear with me. Starting with Alexis making friends at school and maybe learning to be a little more chill, a little more humble. Again, I think Jocelyn gives her really good advice, even though it's a quick line. And I talked about Jocelyn last season during My Simply the Best, how she's sort of like this guardian angel for all of the roses in different ways Mm -hmm. and at different times. And I feel like here's I like that you said that. I like If it's like a little, a sentence about, hey, let's think a little bit less about ourselves and more about the work. Like it's all- meant to help it's them. all go sorry not to cut in but it's just i forgot you said that and even in my episode she's still a guardian angel like she's there for alexis when she gets her diploma Do oh you know what yeah I mean? absolutely and she like kisses her on the cheek and just very proud of her but jocelyn is like this angel character she is even though she kind of annoyed us in the beginning with her you know cartwheeling and thongs like pornographic more power, stories more power to you sister because you're really helping this family out and mm-hmm. we appreciate it um, so yeah, I love that little moment, uh, exchange and also just Alexis growing a little bit. Um, and then I think just the heart to heart, the difficult heart to heart that Moira has to have with David. I think this is one of those, all the feels that isn't necessarily good emotions. It's right. hard conversations, Moira and Johnny keeping this secret that they probably never thought they'd have to bring up again. But now Moira is in a difficult point where she's like, I need to say something because I feel like I need to protect my son. And that involves me telling him the truth about this big, mm-hmm. important lie that we've kept from him that created an illusion of success that he hasn't had yet on his own that he thought he did. And how hard, as hard as that was for David to hear, we also know that was very hard for Moira to say. Even harder for her. Yeah. And she didn't take any pleasure in having to tell him that. And David's reaction, like, He's so upset, but also that little bit of funniness where he storms out and the door doesn't catch and he just puts his head back in like, mom, damn it. It it has to give her a nasty glare. It also too, like you said, it's hard for Moira, but also very good because it just lights a fire under him at this point. It does. And again, we're glad that he took that the right way and it didn't Mm -hmm. defeat him. And then my last bullet point is just I think this episode is the start of many big things. Alexis with school. She graduates in your episode, but I think that's going to continue to evolve. And it wouldn't have happened if she didn't go back to school in my episode. (laughs) And then David with the store. Again, the start of something big. And we've 
we've joked about this all season. Our our AP era has officially begun after yes. Patrick. And this episode, my episode, is essentially the Christmas Eve to AP era. True. <laughs> it's it true. In the next episode after mine, we meet Patrick. And who doesn't love Christmas Eve is my argument there. Exactly. So, I, I uh, would agree with that. And we also have Christmas World in my episode, too. So lots of Christmas ideas going on here. So yeah, I love that this is the start of a lot of good big things for specifically Alexis and David um, and just some good heart to heart moments, tougher conversations. Mm -hmm. Some are more light, but I think they're all really um, heartwarming and important. You're right, though. We wouldn't have a lot of things from my episode without your episode. So that is a very important note thing to know. Well, Mm -hmm. when you're considering voting, guys. Yeah, just maybe think about that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to. Well, Katie, that brings us to the end of our categories. That's it for the categories. Should we give one final spiel to the final pitch? Why they should vote for our episode? I can go I first mean, if you like. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything to add to my. I go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a quick summary. Again, my moment might not feel as monumental in some of its uh, scenes and things that happen, but I think it's like it's tough conversations were had and things were put in place that are going to impact characters greatly moving forward. But there's also just some really funny, memorable moments. And I think those are worth noticing too. You know, when you think about this show and what you remember, you remember the heartfelt stuff, but you also remember the silliness too. There's a lot of silliness in this show. Mm-hmm. I feel like this episode in particular has a lot of silliness, especially around the whole cinnamon bun thing. Like to me, that's a story that I will never forget um, when I think about this show. So I hope you like cinnamon buns too. If you're allergic to cinnamon buns, I am so sorry. If you're gluten-free, oh, I am sorry so you. sorry. You don't Oh, know someone out there has got to make a gluten-free cinnamon bun, Someone's right? Someone's got to make you a gluten-free because I bet everybody you. deserves a cinnamon I bun. I hope you all can make time to, to get yourself Enjoy a cinnamon those. bun. Microwave um, it for 15 seconds if you have to. But uh, Make it soft. Make it soft. Make it soft. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's my spiel. Okay. <laughs> so... I don't really, I don't really have a spiel because I just, obviously I just, we just had my episode last week and I gushed and gushed about it last week. I just gushed and gushed about it this week. Um, Also sorry for how much we said gush in the last episode. Gush, 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 gush. (laughs) Okay. So this is just, this episode is just the culmination of a lot of important things this season and just a lot of warm and fuzzy moments. I've been through them all 27 times by now. I'm not going to drag them out. But Mm -hmm. um, like I said, there's a lot of good things to come in the next seasons. And I'm only on the season three finale and I'm labeling this my favorite of the entire series. So I think that says a lot about everything. What I said last week, we are now moving into the the Schitt's Mm. Creek Renaissance. Like it becomes so dynamic. The, The pace feels quicker and, Mm-hmm. The yes, everyone has found their footing agree. in the show. Just like I feel like, honestly, we're we've found our footing in the podcast a little bit more this season. Like, not that I it wasn't good the easier. first two seasons, but like, I think we feel super comfortable. We're also a little more unhinged. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> hopefully, people enjoy. You and I are very unhinged so, in real life. I think that's just because we're comfortable doing this now. Hopefully, the audience so, doesn't find yeah, all I know our tangents you listen. annoying. 
I, I do. Said this. Like I said, I said, I don't listen. So when I'm done with an episode, when we're done, I do the editing. So I do have to listen then yeah. when I put it all together. But after that, I upload it and I literally never listen to an episode again. So I listen to it. You go back. I listen to it like three times throughout the week. I listen to it again and like, I think <laughs> Stephanie, is, I'm so obsessed so with us. Vain. <laughs> I'm obsessed with us. <laughs> I just I the only reason I was just thinking though is like now I would be curious yeah. to go back and listen to our first like, couple of episodes. I'm I sure went back and listened I hope to, we've improved dramatically. <laughs> I think we have. Not that we weren't good then, but we've evolved just like the show has evolved. You learn a lot. We've had some good audience our, feedback, which boosts our confidence a little bit. Yeah, but for sure. For sure. Too, I think, Katie, part of it is I just miss you. And like, <laughs> I like you're not here. <laughs> I like listening to us talk about our favorite show. So that's why I listen to it over and over. Oh, cute. Yeah. So housekeeping before we sign off here mm-hmm. next season we're going into season four we will be back so yes in we october viewing that sunday october 2nd first sunday of the month because we're both yep. very type a and need that first of the month yes uh schedule mm-hmm. after that we are going to be releasing in probably blocks of three right around blocks of threes so we definitely have three right in a row off mm-hmm. the bat um, I believe then we have three weeks off, if I'm not mistaken. We'll have a couple weeks, yeah, Two weeks a gap, weeks and off. then we'll come back for three more. Yes. Another little break, basically to accommodate Katie has some travel. We also are going to be in the holiday season, and we know people are busy. Um, yeah. So we're just going to kind of work around those holiday schedules as best so you'll, we can. You'll notice us. We'll try and keep you updated on our socials yeah. like when we're releasing and when we're coming back mm-hmm. but really excited i started pre-watching season four and honestly I, my head was so deep in season three that now like remembering what's to come just makes me so excited to start mm-hmm. the next uh the next season together so yeah it'll be so it'll this be week on the instagram guys this <laughs> week you gotta vote stephanie we're gonna you gotta vote release the categories vote. um Categories are going to be on Monday, Roses and Bloom. On Tuesday, say that again. On Wednesday, Local Flavor. On Thursday, Aesthetic. And on Friday, All the Feels. And you can vote every day. And at the winner is who takes a majority of those categories. Three out of five. It's yep. been a clean sweep the last two years. Maybe we'll have a split bag this year. Yep. You never know. This um, year, this season. This season. <laughs> <laughs> I know it feels like we're in different, uh, time but uh, yeah, we'd love for you to participate. Help us make this tough decision so we can add our winner from this season to the pool of best episodes that will go head to head at the very end of this whole journey. Yeah. Um, which we're almost halfway there, Katie. If you think we about are, it. So, <laughs> it is moving by so fast. But yes, please participate in the polls. We love you all. Take care of yourself. Uh, we'll post a little bit over the break too. And when we come back, we will announce the winner. So there will be a little bit of a cliffhanger. Just all the more reason to come back for season four, though. Exactly. Am I right? Exactly. You gotta yeah. know. Yep. All right, Katie. Anything else to say before we sign off? No, I'm good. So until October 2nd, guys, best wishes. And warmest regards. Fat spatula.